It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Cowboys. Hello, Patriots fans and Cowboys fans, and welcome to this crossover Thursday episode between Locked On Patriots and Locked On Cowboys. Crossover Thursday all across the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, free and available on all platforms. I'm Mike DeBate, host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, and joining me today is one half of the hosting tandem of Locked On Cowboys. I am honored and grateful to be joined on the microphone today by the great Marcus Mosher. Marcus, always an honor, always a pleasure to join you on the microphone for these crossovers, bud. Well, thanks for having me on, Mike. This is a fun game. I don't know if this is getting enough uh, national attention because uh, there's some other better games maybe this week, but... Cowboys-Patriots, they've had some fun games over the last couple of years. Now, the Cowboys haven't necessarily won them, uh, but I'm expecting a, another another close one. Patriots is a home dog. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often, especially in the last 20 years or so in the Tom Brady-Bill Belichick era. This is usually a team that is very well suited to be able to perform well at home. Uh, the problem is, is that they've actually not been able to win at home yet at Gillette Stadium, and it definitely is something that I think the Patriots would like to do. And of course, this weekend's matchup Sunday, 425 p.m., at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, the New England Patriots hosting the Dallas Cowboys. And Marcus, we'll start off on the Cowboys side of things. Um, this has been a very good year so far in Dallas. Uh, of course, the return of Dak Prescott, he has looked every bit the uh, part of a Pro Bowl caliber, MVP caliber mm-hmm. quarterback, especially coming back uh, from a difficult, very, very difficult injury last season. He's back and better than ever, a 116.9 passer rating 13 touchdowns only three interceptions he's got a lot of weapons around him that are performing at a high level whether it be amari cooper whether it be cd lamb 
Cedric Wilson, also the two tight ends, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin, have all helped to contribute to the prowess of this Dallas offense. We haven't even mentioned Ezekiel Elliott yet, one of the more proficient runners in the league. And of course, a dominant offensive line that allows not only the running game to get on track, but also the passing game to do what it needs to do. When you look at this Dallas Cowboys team from top to bottom, what has been the difference maker this year? And really, uh, do you see a ceiling or a limit as to what these guys can do? Because listening to Bill Belichick on Wednesday morning, doesn't sound like there's a whole lot that he believes that this team is not capable of on Sunday. Well, that's just Bill Belichick for you. He's always going to talk <laughs> up the opponent, no matter who it is. Uh, we've True. seen him do it with bad quarterbacks before. So that's not all that surprising. Um, I really don't think this offense is any more talented than offenses we've seen in the past, whether it was earlier last year or in 2019. The difference really to me is just the coaching staff, like they've got a coaching staff that really believes in this unit. They're very aggressive. Uh, you know, they're going to throw the ball a lot on first downs. They're going to go forward on fourth downs. It's just a team that has a lot of confidence right now. Most importantly, Dak's got a lot of confidence. You can watch that film against the Giants. And some of the throws that he's making on third down and two and third down and five are just unbelievable plays. And I mean, Mike, you know this. When you get to a, an elite quarterback, they just have a certain level of confidence where everything is open to them. There's nothing they haven't seen before. And Tom Brady hit that at one point in his career where you've been around long enough where there's nothing that a defense can do that will really surprise you. And I just think that's why the Cowboys are having so much success in offense right now. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. And you know what? When everything seems to click on all cylinders, it really makes for a fun season. And that's exactly what Dallas is having right now, sitting at four and one, coming into Foxborough, a place where traditionally they've had some difficulties during the Bill Belichick, mm -hmm. Tom Brady era. Uh, but this may be an opportunity for them to get back on track. For the New England Patriots, on the other hand, this is a situation where they do need to play very well. They need to play arguably their best game of the year if they're going to help or hope, I should say, to be able to pull this one out. And one of the great things about Dallas is that it's not just an offensive juggernaut, even though it's fun to talk about what offensively this team can do. The defense has been every bit as difficult of a, uh, a unit to score on as the offensive unit is at putting uh, points on the board. This team can shut you down, and their run defense has been particularly great. Uh, their front of Terrell Basham, um, Carlos Watkins, Brent Urban, Chauncey Golston, all of these guys that are able to do what they need to do and be able to hold runners in check doesn't bode well for the New England Patriots, who have had some difficulty running the football up until this point. Marcus, is this going to be the key to their being able to be successful in Foxborough on Sunday against the Patriots? If they can contain the run, that allows, arguably, it allows someone like Trayvon Diggs, who's been one of the better mm -hmm. players in the secondary this year, to be able to go to work and maybe put pressure on some of the uh, outside routes that um, uh, Mac Jones may want to try. How difficult is it going to be for the Patriots to try to get this um, Dallas defensive front seven out of sorts on Sunday. Yeah. So the Cowboys run defense is a really fascinating story of complimentary football because the offense has been so good this year. The run defense really hasn't been exposed a lot because a lot of these teams are down two scores in the third and fourth quarter and they have no choice but to throw the ball and that allows Trevon Diggs to be a really uh, aggressive cornerback. They've yet to play a team that just says, hey, we're running the ball on every first and second down until you stop us. 
And in fact, when teams do try to run the ball against the Cowboys, they've had a lot of success. They just can't stick with it. Uh, so I, as a Cowboy fan, I am nervous a little bit about this matchup. Like if the Patriots just want to play bully ball and play their two tight ends and just try to run the ball downhill with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, I get nervous because I do think you can have, you know, you can expose this interior offensive defensive line. Uh, but I'm going to ask you about the, the Patriots offensive line in, in a little bit. But yeah, I do think if the Cowboys can contain New England's rushing attack, they'll be just fine. Fine. If not, this is going to be a really close game. Yeah, I think it does have the opportunity to be a close game if New England can find a way to be able to effectively run the football. Of course, what it all comes down to, Marcus, is the New England Patriots' ability to secure the football. They haven't been good at doing that so far. Um, And that leads me quite nicely into the final question that I have for you before we flip the script and turn this into a traditional crossover and you put me on the hot seat. Dallas has a penchant of being able to take the ball away when their opponents really need it absolutely the most. When you look at this team is that going to be an unsung portion of success for the Dallas Cowboys and trying to force the Patriots into turnovers because uncharacteristically this Patriots team has been very prone to turnovers this year yeah the Cowboys are a defense that'll give you yards like if you want to play a dink and dunk offense on them they'll they'll surrender a lot of yards but they're going to live off turnovers currently they're on a nine game streak with double or with multiple turnovers that's the longest in the NFL. So what they're eventually going to try to do is jump a couple routes. Uh, they're going to try to get hands up to, to tip balls. That's how they win on defense. But I think Mac Jones is a quarterback that can be very accurate, and he's fine having a 15, 16, 17-play drive. It's going to be interesting to see how those two kind of go at one another uh, in this matchup. Yeah, without any question. I mean, Mac has definitely gone up against some formidable defenses, some aggressive defensive fronts. Of course, a couple of weeks ago, going up against Tampa Bay, uh, he handled it relatively well for a rookie quarterback, had some sputters on uh, Sunday against the Houston Texans, but right at the ship, right at the right time. He's going to need to play a lot more flawless football for a longer period of time if he's going to want to try to keep the ball out of the hands of this aggressive Dallas defense. And this one is going to be a lot of fun in Foxborough this weekend, folks. But again, this wouldn't be a traditional crossover if we didn't cross the streams up a little bit and have Marcus putting me on the hot seat. We'll talk New England Patriots and their strategy to attempt to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday when this Locked On Crossover Thursday episode continues. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, Mike, let's talk about those Patriots. And I know a lot of people want to talk about Mac Jones and how he's progressing as a rookie quarterback. But that's not where we're starting. We love offensive line and trench play on the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. So I've got to ask you about New England's offensive line. Isaiah Wind out last week with COVID. Trent Brown, uh, listen, Trent Brown is somebody I covered uh, for a while with the Raiders. Guy just can't stay on the field. I mean, just an absolute dominant player when he's mm-hmm. healthy. But 
just, this never happened. So what is the state of the offensive line? Is Isaiah Wynn or Brown going to be back this week? Well, Brown is out on injured reserve, so he is definitely out this week yeah. without any question. Uh, so he will not be in the lineup. Not surprising and again, at all, by the way. Yeah, and, and again, and again, you're—I mean—you're absolutely right. The only knock that you can put on Trent Brown is his inability to stay on the field. When he's on the field, he's he dominant. changes the complexity uh, exactly. And one of the things that the Patriots were so excited to have Trent back is his ability to play both tackle positions. Mm-hmm. He can play from the right. He can play from the left. So having that type of versatility and his ability to be able to run block has been one of the reasons why the Patriots have had some difficulty moving the football. Win right now is still a wild card. We haven't seen whether or not he will be removed from COVID uh, the list yet. Uh, alongside Michael Wainu, we're still waiting on word from that as we're recording this podcast. Neither one has officially been removed from that status yet, but if they are removed, I do look for them to get in the game depending on the practice time that they have. Isaiah is interesting, though, because he's been on the injured list prior to being placed on COVID reserve. He's had a little bit of a difficulty pushing off of his stance. I've noticed this Mm. during practice, and it has been a little bit of an issue with him in terms of pass protection. Isaiah is usually that aggressive pass protector, someone that pushes off that strike first type mentality. He hasn't done that this year, and because of that, he's been beaten routinely on a lot of uh, typical blocks that he'll make. So even if he's healthy, you have to wonder if the Patriots may have seen enough from guys like Ted Karras last week who played the right guard position, from someone like a Justin Harone who played left tackle. Uh, really, a lot of people consider him just more no, no more than a backup, but Justin looked very comfortable in that role last week. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots do with this offensive line because for all the lumps that they took last week about being a makeshift unit, actually looked pretty good against the Texans on Sunday. All right, I want to move over to the defense really quickly. Um, I don't know if you saw this quote or this exchange, but uh, a beat reporter in Dallas asked offensive coordinator Kellen Moore about Bill Belichick and his strategy <laughs> in this game. They said that, uh, you know, Belichick, one of his characteristics is he always make you, makes you play left-handed, basically meaning uh, taking away your biggest strength. Kellen mm-hmm. Moore responded, I'm left-handed, so that's all right. Uh, what do you th- expect – Belichick to do for this Cowboys offense do you expect him to try to load up and stop the rushing attack do you think you know they're gonna just kind of sit back and dare Dallas to try to throw the ball down the field what's your game plan for this one if you're Bill Belichick well, with the amount of firepower that Dak Prescott has at his disposal, uh, it's hard for me to believe that the Patriots are going to load the box, stop the run, and dare this team to throw the football, especially with some difficulties that they've had in coverage in the secondary. J.C. Jackson continues to prove that he is capable of being a number one uh, mm-hmm. defensive back. And for all intents and purposes, Marcus, they kind of have to go with that right now. They traded away Stefan Gilmore. He's not walking back through that door. So it's going to be a situation where they trust JC, at least for the remainder of this season, to be that type of player. The one thing that you want to be careful about if you're the Patriots is the additional depth at outside corner. And the Pats were forced to kind of shuffle the decks a little bit last week. Joan Williams was beat very badly on two separate occasions, one of which was a major 40-yard gain. The other one was biting on the flea flicker and getting beat for the 37-yard touchdown. That is unacceptable in a Bill Belichick type of defense. They had to move things over. Jonathan Jones, who normally plays in the slot, had to come up. He had to play outside and practice squad call up Miles 
Bryant had to come in and play at the uh, the slot position. Miles is very adept at being able to do that, but he's not their regular at that position. And That's Jonathan is certainly thing. exactly, and Jonathan is certainly not their regular at the outside, even though he can play the position. So, what does that mean for the Patriots? That means that what ideally what they'd like to do is get a balance, try to get a balance of both, put some pressure in the front the uh, the uh, the front uh, uh, seven, but also be able to set the edge, try to be able to stifle the run a little bit, but you have to be careful about daring a team to run uh, to uh, stop the run and dare a team to throw on you when you might have difficulty being able to do that. Patriots have to get some stops and they have to keep Dallas on their heels, try to win those first, second, third down battles. If they don't do that and Dallas starts to compile third downs, it's going to be a long day for the Patriots in Boxborough. All right, Mike, I'm going to ask you some more questions in just a second. Um, but before we do that, can we just have a little Dante Hightower appreciation? Because he's so good, <laughs> and I'm so glad that he's back after sitting out last uh, last year due to COVID. Uh, and I know you saw this, the, the flea flicker last week. I know Houston scored on it. It's whatever. But how quickly he identified that it was a flea flicker was just awesome. I just – one of my favorite players in the entire league. How, how has he played so far this year? He's played well uh, so far this year, and I know a lot of people and Patriots fans are going to listen to this, and they're going to roll their eyes and say, yeah, he had a good game against Houston, but he hasn't been the same player. Look, Dante Hightower missed the entirety of 2020, opted out with COVID-19, and obviously he didn't have it. It was just a situation where he opted out to protect himself and his family. But at the age that Dante is, and missing that amount of time, you're going to be rusty coming back in. And he yes. looked at a little bit during training camp. He looked at a little bit during the first couple of games of the season, but he was in on pretty much every play. His snap counts uh, continue to increase. His awareness and his presence on the field continues to increase. And when Dante is in the middle part of that um, defensive field, and he's able to control the tempo of what the front seven does, even drop back and direct a little bit as to what the secondary is doing, that's such an important part of what he's able to do. He's an excellent run defender. He's able to get uh, a little bit on the outside as well sometimes and be able to mix it up and set the edge. But in the middle part, that Mike linebacker role is what he's so well suited for. And when he's clicking on all cylinders and he's playing well, that Patriots defense takes it to another level. And seeing him play well definitely is something I love because having the opportunity to have covered him for the amount of years that I've had up here in New England, he never disappoints. Dante is truly one of the great guys uh, yes. in the business, but he's also uh, one of the hardest workers. And it shows every time he steps on the field. When he's healthy and he's right, there's not a better linebacker in the league because he can do it all. I mean, you mm -hmm. mentioned it, whether it's stopping the run, blitzing, covering, just a phenomenal player. Should have been the right. MVP of the Super Bowl against the Falcons, by the way. But that's a that's a different debate <laughs> that we can have. Uh, last question I have. I would agree you. with that. <laughs> yes. Uh, last question. Uh, Trevon Diggs, the, the Cowboys corner, has six mm -hmm. interceptions through five games. Uh, he actually has nine interceptions in his last ten games. Uh, you guys know what it's like to have a corner like on that kind of streak with J.C. Jackson last year. But mm -hmm. uh, Diggs has been somebody who's been traveling with the best offensive player over the last couple of weeks. We saw him you know, last week against Galladay. We've seen him against D.J. Moore. They're not afraid to put him, him on a tight end either. Uh, so my question is, for all the weapons the, the Patriots have, who would you say is the most consistent and the most or the biggest threat for New England right now on offense? 
Well, the synergy that is developing between Mac Jones and Hunter Henry is really impressive right now. Henry is one of the best route runners I've ever had the chance to cover. I covered him during his days in uh, with the Chargers, being on the Chargers beat and watching him emerge as a rookie. And one of the things that I loved about what he does is running routes so well and being so effective and being able to get into the open field and open things up. He's great catching passes out of play action, and that's where Mac Jones is at his best. One thing I will say, though, is because Henry is probably someone that Mac Jones may zero in on, that I think is where Dallas is going to try to attack, take that opportunity away from them. That means that guys like Sean Smith at the other tight end position might get a few more looks. It also means that receivers like Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, even someone like a Nikhil Harry, and I know right now Patriots fans are rolling their eyes and probably, you know, making that, uh, you know, vomit motion when they talk about him. <laughs> but Harry is someone that can be effective in situational uh, uh, plays where he is not called upon to be the number one wideout that uh, vertical threat that they need down the field. Nelson Aguilar could be interesting as well this week. For Aguilar is someone that can really play that vertical route very well. Patriots haven't utilized it all that much, but if they're going to try to test what Dallas does well, that may be something where you may see him take a couple of shots downfield early and see what they can get away with. But ultimately, if I were betting, I would probably say Dig sees the majority of the time against Henry. But the one good thing about the Patriots offense is that there's not that number one threat. You kind of have to be ready for anybody to emerge at that point. And really, it's kind of anybody's guess as to who that might be on a weekly basis. Yeah, I know Cowboy fans know Nelson Aguilar from his time with the Eagles, but I, I got to watch him a lot with the Raiders last year, mm -hmm. and I've seen him quite a bit with New England. Just a really solid, underrated player. Like He's really mm -hmm. turned his career around from a first-round bust to a nice receiver. So I would not be surprised if they, the Patriots do test Dallas the secondary deep with Aguilar in this game. Uh, nice little player. So, uh, Mike, before, before we leave, I, I just want a quick score prediction. Who do you think wins and why? Well, I'm going to go with my heart on this one, Marcus, even though my head is probably telling me otherwise. I'm going to say the Patriots pull off the upset at home. The reason I'm saying that is because I think they're playing with a little bit of confidence right now. I think they've got a shot to make this one interesting. And I think they can do enough on both sides of the football to keep this one interesting. If they do, it's going to be a real close one. I like the Patriots in this one 20-17 to 17 by a Nick Folk field goal to win it. Uh, Nick Folk, a good friend of the uh, the Dallas Cowboys, by the way. So we're, we're, we're always glad to see Nick Folk thriving. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be a coin flip. Uh, Dak Prescott in his two games against the Patriots has only scored like 19 points. Uh, Belichick usually has a pretty good strategy. So I, I don't see any way this game is a blowout. Uh, just because I'm a little superstitious. I've been picking against the Cowboys every week just because – uh, we're, we're on our roll now. So I'll say the Patriots as well. I think the Patriots are going to win, let's say, 21-20. I think this is going to be a really fun game. Like, I really do. Yeah, I do too. And listen, that my prediction of 20 to 17, like I said, is more with the heart than the head. <laughs> I have tremendous respect for what the Dallas Cowboys are doing over there. And there's definitely a possibility that they could come in here and run the doors off in New England. I do believe this is going to be a closer one. I think New England shores up that, uh, that game plan. And I think it's going to be a fun one at uh, Gillette. And we're all looking forward to this. All right, you guys can follow Mike uh, at Mike, as Mike uh, Debate NFL. That's how you say it, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Check out his podcast. It's fantastic. They do every, just a, such a great job at covering the Patriots. Thank you. Uh, you can follow us uh, at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow my co-host, Landon McCool, 
at McColeBCB. Enjoy the games, everybody. We'll see you guys back here on Friday on Locked On Patriots and Locked On Cowboys. Until next time, peace out. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.